You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. This is another episode of the Introducing series. You might remember from back in January, every time Newcastle signed a player, we got the lower down from a journalist who has covered that player. This episode is all about Sven Botman, the Dutch defender who has arrived at Newcastle United from Lille for a price said to be around £35 million. I'm joined by French-based soccer correspondent for CBS, Jonathan Johnson, who you may remember gave us the insight into Bruno Gomeresh back in January. He's now here to give us the lowdown on Sven Bortman, so let's get on with the show. First off, John, how are you doing? Yeah, doing very well, thanks, and yourself? Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I'm all good, can't complain. Nice to be covering Newcastle in what will be a busy summer for once. Um, we'll just kickstart with your initial thoughts on Sven Botman and, and what sort of deal it is for Newcastle. Is this as big as a deal as people at Newcastle are making out? I think it is a big deal. Uh, I think it's uh, a statement given the number of clubs and the, the high profile of some of the clubs that were chasing after him. Obviously, it's one that Newcastle had to wait quite a while for. There was a lot of uh, toing and froing with Lille uh, before they ultimately uh, you know, caved in and, and agreed to the deal but I think he it's it's the right move now for Botman and I think in hindsight he probably could have done with um, you know moving on sooner given the way that Lille's season played out uh, last campaign it wasn't the title defense that many expected and bar uh, an unexpected progression from their Champions League group I don't think anything has particularly pushed Botman on really so Lille actually probably could have cashed in to a greater extent if they'd sold him 12 months earlier. But I don't think that would have set uh, Botman back uh, too much in terms of his development. So I think that this is a coup uh, for Newcastle and a good way to, to get the, the transfer window underway. Now they wanted him in January. Um, he didn't end up arriving. They've had to wait a little while in terms of getting this deal over the line. You mentioned AC Milan there. Some Newcastle fans... Last week, we're getting very frustrated. They wanted Newcastle to move on. Newcastle have stuck to their guns. But I think it's probably got to be put into context that at the age of 22, with the World Cup coming up, this is a huge move Sven, for Sven Botman. And it, it's not a decision that he's taken lightly to come to Newcastle. And, and probably understandable that he was waiting to see what other teams were, were possibly going to come in for him. Yeah, I think that's uh, that, that that's a fair argument. But also, I think something else that has to be kept in mind is the fact that Lille weren't too keen uh, to sell before the end of this month. Now, the financial year for French football clubs ends at the end of June and then for the next season starts at the beginning of July. Uh, and that basically dictates where 
the the transfer windfall would uh, you know would land in terms of budgeting. So for Lille, I think that there was an expectation that Renato Sanchez would probably move on first, and that would allow them to continue to negotiate for Botman to potentially push for a higher price, and obviously it would give Botman time uh, to consider all the options in front of him. Uh, you know, but I think once it dawned on Lille uh, and once Botman's mind was made up, uh, you know, it made sense to to negotiate with Newcastle, especially given that Sanchez doesn't look like he's going anywhere between the end of this month and the beginning of next. PSG now emerging as a likely destination, but that will take some negotiating. Uh, and it sounds like Milan are also dropping out of that race as well. So it's two players uh, that the Italians uh, have potentially missed out on uh, who were playing for Lille. But, uh, you know, I think as well, Botman... Uh, you know, will have known about the interest for, from Newcastle since the beginning of the year. It's understandable that Lille perhaps didn't want to cash in on him uh, in January, given that, uh, you know, a surprise result, and of which we saw quite a few in the Champions League this past season, could have seen them uh, get themselves to the Champions League quarterfinals. That would have meant a big uh, influx financially as well, but it wasn't to be, uh, you know, and I think Botman has known for quite some time, especially when you look at some of the interviews, some of the quotes he's given, that he was going to be moving on from loss uh, you know, probably for the best part of at least six months or so. In terms of the project at Newcastle, how do you think it's been sold to him? Because obviously, AC Milan were interested, you know, Champions of Italy, Champions League football. Newcastle, while they start this summer with a clean slate after surviving, uh, you know, surviving the drop last season, they, have, they can't offer European football. They can offer big wages to a certain extent, but there's no European football. So I'm just wondering how you think this move has been sold to him. I think he's looking at it as many players looked at PSG at the beginning of uh, the project under Qatari ownership. I don't think necessarily that European qualification would be expected immediately. Uh, I think a strong part of, of Newcastle's argument, certainly the argument that, that Eddie Howe would put forward to any potential player joining the squad, will be the turnaround uh, since his arrival as coach uh, in Newcastle's form, going from being relegation battlers, uh, you know, to, to getting themselves upwardly mobile and, and in to the, the top half of the table. And I think that there will be um, an expectation, uh, you know, from the part of the players arriving, but also, uh, you know, from, from those already, uh, you know, in the in the group, that this squad will now push on uh, and try to, to, to challenge for European qualification as of next season. So I think many people will look at it as the beginning of a, of a project. And for a young player like Botman, who has already had a taste of European football, I think he knows that, you know, he probably will get himself back to that stage at some point in the near future if things don't necessarily work out with Newcastle. Perhaps another uh, move, uh, you know, materialises. We've seen some players come to PSG, for example, not do as well as expected and then moved on elsewhere. Or it could go according to plan. Newcastle could be in uh, in, in continental competition as of the, the following season. Uh, you know, and, and he won't really have missed too much in terms of his development. So I definitely think that there will be, uh, you know, a lot of emphasis on the way that Newcastle, uh, you know, finished the second half of, of last season and the expectation that there will be momentum built up uh, ahead of this campaign. Now, he signed a five-year deal, of course, and football contracts aren't everything. Previously, before Newcastle was taken over, they did have a history of buying up talented French players. You think of the likes of Johan Kabay. Um, but it was often seen as a stepping stone to, to bigger things. Of course, Kabay returned to, to PSG. Do you think with the change of ownership, 
perceived wealth that the, the owners have got that Sven Botman will be at Newcastle for the long term and the 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 theory of Newcastle being a stepping stone is no longer one that's that that's really a reality. I mean, I don't think that the player is going to come out and say that he views this as a stepping stone move. I think he's probably smart enough to know that there's a possibility that it could act as a stepping stone, but there's also a strong possibility that the project will just grow and grow, uh, you know, and turn into one of the projects that starts to attract, uh, you know, some of the best talent across Europe. So I think that, you know, he will be looking at it probably from an optimistic point of view, wondering, you know, who might be coming in next. He'll have seen someone like uh, Guimaraes already make the move from Ligue 1 to the Premier League, uh, you know, and, and settle in quite quickly. So I, I think he'll expect more reinforcements for sure. But I don't think he's coming into this one thinking that he'll play one or two seasons at St. James's Park and then move on. Uh, I definitely think that the 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 incentive uh you know to to making this move is that the project will go from strength to strength uh, and they will be competitive both in terms of domestic silverware uh, at least in the domestic cups uh and qualification for europe uh you know from this coming season onwards castle fans would definitely take that can you give us a bit of insight into the kind of defender the kind of player that botman is <laughs> I think he's a very well-rounded player, somebody who's quite complete in his game now. Um, you know, I think he is somebody that you can definitely shape the the defence around. Uh, I don't think he has too many uh, weaknesses in his game. Obviously, there's room for improvement. That's normal, uh, given his age. Uh, but like I said, I don't think his development was best served staying at Lille for the kind of season that they had last campaign. But I don't think it was damaging enough either to sort of set him back in terms of his development. He's still, uh, you know, one of the brightest prospects uh, in in, in the defensive positions across Europe. Uh, and I think that he's somebody who is well suited to the Premier League game as well. So I don't think he'll struggle from um, a physical point of view. Uh, and I think given the education that he's had both in the Netherlands and in France, you know, he will be tactically well prepared. Uh, you know, he will read the game very well as soon as he slots in uh, to this Newcastle side. And, you know, I think he will quickly uh, become a standout performer for the team. The physicality point is, is quite interesting and his height as well because Newcastle are likely, we would think, to be start the season with Botman and Dan Byrne as the two centre-backs and, and Dan Byrne is, is you know, essentially a Geordie giant. So the height's very interesting and, and you mentioned that you don't think he's going to struggle with that physicality. Is that from what you've seen um, in, in the French league and I suppose as well when it comes to playing European football? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing you have to bear in mind is when you get a player from Ligue 1, they have been used to playing in a very physical uh, environment. You know, Ligue 1, in terms of its style, is is very tough, uh, is is very fast. Defences are set up, uh, you know, to, to not concede, obviously. Uh, and, you know, it, there, there's an added emphasis sometimes on that, depending on the teams that, that you're going up against. Uh, I don't think that Lille were playing the most imaginative type of football uh, last season. I do think that the Botman will have learned the the best parts of his game, uh, you know, from the time that he spent under uh, Christophe Gatier, who will soon be uh, the the PSG coach. Uh, but I, you know, I think as well there there is perhaps an argument to say that he has not been sort of tested in the same way that he will be in the premier league sort of week in week out uh, obviously there are some some very high quality teams uh, in league 1 and on paper Lille should have been one of them as well 
last season. Uh, but, I, you know, I think he's more than held his own. He's established himself as one of the better performers in France over the over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, and Lille didn't disgrace themselves in, in Europe either. You know, they had a, a you know, a very creditable uh, performance against Chelsea, logically, uh, you know, dropping out at the end uh, once they'd gotten themselves out of the group. So, you know, I think that in itself would have given Botman, uh, you know, a taste of a different style. Uh, of football, and that will be complementary towards what he'd already learned uh, in the Netherlands and then in, uh, in the Ligue as well. Newcastle going forward definitely seem to want a defence that can, you know, have the ball at their feet and, and, and pass it out, take it out. Fabian Scher's quite good at that. Dan Burns quite good at that. It's maybe an area where the likes of Paul Dummett, Jamal Lascelles um, aren't so good at. We we suspect that you know Botman will come in and, and knock. Jamal sells further down the pecking order. So what is he like when he has got the ball at his feet? Can he can he pick a pass out? Can he start a move from the back? I think he is uh, adept with the with the ball at his feet. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily uh, call him a, a ball playing defender, but he, you know he he doesn't uh, you know he doesn't freeze when he has the the ball at his feet. He is somebody uh, you know who I, mean, I think his style of play reflects the fact that he has had a high quality of education both uh, in the Netherlands uh, and also in France. Uh, and he's somebody who I think you know will not panic if if he does have the ball played back to him or played to uh, you know for from the side by from one of his defensive teammates. Uh, I just wouldn't necessarily sell him as as somebody who's you know a, a player who's going to sort of dance his way out of defense and then ping a, a crossfield ball uh you know he might be capable of that from time to time but it's not something that i would suggest you know is going to be part of his game week in week out so in terms of like the biggest strength and the biggest attribute what is it is it that physicality and the fact that you think you'll, you'll settle, settle quite quite quickly yeah, I mean, I do think that, you know, the, the sort of rugged element to, to his game is is very impressive. I mean, I, I also think that there's a lot to be said uh, about defenders who can read the game, uh, you know, well as well. And I think I'm going to be interesting, interested to see who he is paired up with, uh, ultimately with, with Newcastle in this uh, new look defence, uh, because he's been playing alongside uh, Fonch. For, for Lille, who uh, Southampton fans will remember, obviously, and Premier League fans will also remember him from his time there, uh, who's a very, very experienced player. And part of me wonders if maybe, uh, you know, he needs to add a little bit more to to his experience. But that, that, that will come with age. I don't know if that's something that we'll see, you know, him sort of, you know, struggle with uh, in, in his early few weeks with uh, Newcastle. But, uh, you know, I do think that there is going to be an element of a challenge uh, for him in terms of his composure. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot of his strengths will lie sort of in like the, the mental and physical aspects, uh, you know, and really it's a question of how he uh, adapts to, to, to the challenge of playing alongside certainly a new central defensive partner. And off the pitch, what kind of character is he? Is he is he going to be a, a leader in the dressing room, someone that voices his opinion? Is he going to have a loud voice, or is he someone that's going to maybe be there in the background? But if he if something needs to be said, he's not going to be afraid to to say it. I mean, I think we've seen from uh, you know some of his interviews in the last couple of months that he's not afraid to say you know what's on his mind, what he thinks. Uh, you know, I think he will. Uh, you know, uh, sort of emerge as one of the 
uh, more, one of the more vocal figures in this uh, in this Newcastle squad, and as this project uh, evolves, uh, you know, and I think he's ready to take on that little added bit of responsibility. Because if you look at him, uh, you know, joining this Newcastle squad at this moment in time, you'd probably say he's one of the more high-profile players at this moment in time. We'll see who else Newcastle can bring in between now and the end of the transfer window. But I certainly think that he'll be. Um, you know, wanting to not necessarily stamp his authority, but but certainly, uh, you know, add his voice uh, to that in the dressing room. And in terms of the pressure, the expectation, you know, playing at Newcastle, I mentioned it plenty of times on this podcast, but it does take a very special ca- character to be able to, to handle just walking down the street and you'll get stopped. Um, my dad owns a pub behind the hotel in which the players seem to be stopping at when they first come in and a couple of characters came in and said, oh, we've just seen Sven Botman. We've just had a chat with him. You know, he seems very friendly. He was, he, I think he was heading down to the key site to maybe taking some of the sites. Um, but that is Newcastle. You know, you will get that attention. Do you think he'll be able to, to handle that? I think he will. I mean, I think it's part and parcel of the game when you move uh, to a Premier League club. You know, I, I don't think it's something that's unique to Newcastle, although perhaps Newcastle fans are, are more friendly than others. But, um, I, you know, I think it's something that he'll relish. I think he'll definitely, uh, you know, be looking forward to playing in front of packed stadiums up and down the country week in, week out. That's not to say that he won't have sampled, uh, you know, some great atmospheres, uh, you know, already in his career. You know, you do have some great uh, away days uh, in France and when the stadium is full uh, in Lille, uh, you know, it does make a lot of noise as well and, and make for quite an intimidating atmosphere. So I think he'll be well prepared both in terms of what he'll find, uh, you know, once he gets on the pitch with Newcastle. But, uh, you know, I think as well, coming from France, in France, you're not you're not necessarily going to walk past somebody on the street if you're a footballer and they'll recognise that you're a player. I mean, OK, unless if they're a fan, uh, they they will, but uh, you know you can quite easily go uh, undetected uh, down the streets in France and sort of live your life. So uh, perhaps he'll welcome that sort of change of pace, uh, you know. But I don't think it will prove too too problematic. I think whenever a player moves to the Premier League, certainly to a club uh, like Newcastle, where you know the fan base is is known all across Europe and beyond. Uh, you know, you expect to to get that or to be greeted by that kind of enthusiasm from the fans. You mentioned earlier in the episode about Bruno Gomeresh. Do you think the fact that he's settled so well on the pitch, he's performing unbelievably well, he's probably going to be the first name on the team sheet, you know, that the fans absolutely love him. Do you think that appeals to players maybe in Ligue 1 when Newcastle do come knocking so Botman and anyone else they may target this summer. They've seen these players settle in so well and they go, okay, maybe maybe that is a project I can get on board with as well. I think so, but I don't think it's necessarily just the young players. I think it was always going to take a player, a, a fairly high profile player to, you know, to, to take that jump. Uh, you know, and to show everybody that, uh, you know, it's a, it's a risk worth taking. You know, it's worked out fantastically well in uh, in Gimenez's favour. Uh, you know, and he looks a lot better for it now after a half season with the, with Newcastle. Uh, like you said, he's probably going to be one of the, the first 
names on the team sheet for, for next season. Uh, you know, and I think Botman will have been encouraged by by looking at uh, Guimaraes having already, you know, taken that uh, taking that step. Uh, and perhaps there will be other players in Ligue 1 who will then look at that and think, well, if it's good enough for Guimaraes and, and Botman, it's good enough for me as well. Uh, that'll, that will all depend on Newcastle's transfer strategy, how many how many France-based players there they are looking at. Uh, you know, but I, I certainly think that Guimaraes, uh, you know, taking the taking the plunge um back in the winter uh, you know will have certainly opened up a lot more possibilities uh, from newcastle moving forward in terms of league on talent and just want to get your views on the statement that newcastle put out yesterday when they announced the deal in principle for botman and they said holding off competition from a host of european sides to secure the highly rated center back um and obviously the side they're probably alluding to there is EC Milan. I guess Newcastle seem very uh, happy and proud that they have fought off these these big clubs, especially EC Milan to land Botman. Yeah, and that's understandable because I think when you're trying to establish yourself as sort of one of the leading projects in Europe, uh, you know, after a takeover uh, of, of this size, uh, you know, you, you you sort of want to look for, you know, any potential uh, prestigious victories that you can get over other big clubs. Uh, in terms of signing talent, it was the same in the early days for, for PSG as well, you know, signing the likes of Javier Pastore. I mean, the one thing I would say is I think there's a big difference between European clubs showing an interest in Botman and actually firming up their interest. Uh, and it is my understanding that AC Milan were by far and away the most interested club in Botman outside of Newcastle. But I don't think that makes it any less uh, of a victory. I mean, you know, Milan have just been crowned champions of Italy. Uh, that's a massive achievement for them after 10 years or so without winning the title. Uh, you know, and they have, uh, you know, a really illustrious history that speaks in their favour. So I think, you know, for, for Newcastle to be able to to land Botman, uh, you know, that is, uh, you know, a real coup for, for, the, for the early days of uh, this project. Do you think Botman, like Gamaresh, might become that kind of statement sign and the one that, gets the attention from other potential arrivals in, in you know the seasons to come? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it depends on the type of player uh, that Newcastle are targeting. Certainly other sort of European talents, you know, will probably look to the example of, of, of Botman if once they're made uh, aware of Newcastle's interest. Uh, and I think a lot of South American players will look at, uh, you know, Guimaraes and his success as well. Uh, you know, and it could, uh, you know, potentially pave the way for, for more, moves uh, for players of, uh, you know, a similar caliber of talent. I just want to ask you about, because uh, well, it would have been about 10 years ago now, Newcastle signed Yanga Mbira from Montpellier and he'd won Ligue 1 with his club. He arrived at Newcastle. There was big hopes for him that you know, obviously they'd scouted him. Now, I, I, I'm not going to, uh, you know, lie to the audience and say I'd seen any of M Mbira before he signed, just like I haven't seen much of Botman. Um is there is there going to be a difference there? Are we talking about you know diff, totally different levels of players in terms of um, you know ability? Because just on paper, when you look at what they achieved before they arrived at Newcastle, you know very similar. We just don't want it to end up like uh, Ambuya did at Newcastle. I mean, one thing I would say about Yanger and Biwa is he was definitely a, uh, a talented player. Uh, had a lot of potential. Probably ultimately didn't tap into a lot of that potential, but mainly because he had a lot of physical problems, picked up injuries. Uh, obviously, his time in the Premier League didn't go particularly well. And there are some players, 
you know, who struggle culturally, you know, talented players who could have done something, you know, not everybody can be uh, like a, a Kabai or a Sissoko where they blend in or a San Maximin for, for, for that matter. But, uh, you know, I don't think that that means that Newcastle were wrong to, to look at him. I mean, there is a big difference between Botman and Yanger and Bira as well in that Yanger and Bira had never been outside of France until the moment that he joined Newcastle, whereas Botman, uh, you know, has already experienced two countries. Also, in the Netherlands, uh, you know, obviously, you know, he'll speak Dutch, but a lot of them speak English as well. So culturally, like fitting in, it, I think it will be a lot easier for, for Botman, you know, with his teammates, but also, uh, you know, getting to, to know the, the local area as well. Uh, then again, uh, you know, when Yanger and B were joined, there was a big French contingent. But sometimes I think when you build up uh, a big number of, uh, you know, a different nationality, uh, sometimes it can work against you in terms of chemistry. <laughs> I think we've got a fan there of Mbira. Um Just before I get you to sum up what Newcastle have got in Botman, I was just wondering if you could give our listeners kind of any insight, update potentially on Newcastle's chase for Hugo Ekekie. Uh, obviously, that one has been going on since January as well. Newcastle uh, scouted him, went in for him in January. That deal, like the bottom one, didn't come off. There was hope that it would come off early this summer. It seems to have gone on the back burner a little bit. Um, do you think that deal will happen this summer? Is it just a case of playing the long game? Um, honestly, it's it's difficult to say at the moment what will happen with Eketike. I think Hans uh, already know that whatever happens, wherever he goes, and, and he very probably will go, uh, they will get uh, you know a significant fee for him. There are big clubs interested now. When I say big, I'm sort of talking about the likes of uh, you know PSG. I've seen Real Madrid in, uh, mentioned as well. Uh, you know he is a talent who's popped up on a lot of clubs' radars. Uh, I know Newcastle pushed to try and sign him back in January. Uh, but again, it's uh, the, this thing that I mentioned earlier when, you know, in terms of budgeting, a lot of these clubs will now have a preference to do business from the beginning of July onwards. So it falls into next season, uh, you know, in terms of financials. And I think as well, uh, you know, for Eketike himself, he'll want to have all of the options in front of him to be able to assess them before before making the choice. And when you've got more and more clubs declaring an interest and, and potentially coming to the table to negotiate for your signature, uh, I don't think he'll want to, to rush into things too too quickly so i won't say that it's uh you know necessarily dead in the water uh but i do think that this one will probably be tougher to get over the line than, than botman ultimately was certainly one to keep an eye on just to wrap up this episode can you provide an insight for our listeners and a summing up of what newcastle United have got in Sven I think they've got a very talented player, one of the most promising defenders in Europe, somebody who I think will ultimately go on to be a cornerstone of the side, somebody who I think does have leadership potential uh, and somebody who I don't think will take long to, to adapt to the, the Premier League. And there we have it, the insight into Sven Botman. Jonathan, thank you very much for popping on to the Everything is Black and White podcast. To you guys listening, thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow Jonathan over on Twitter at John underscore Lee Gossip. I'll put that into the podcast notes as well. We've got plenty of brilliant content on the podcast channel. We've got a two-part episode of Gibbers Corner where John has listed his top 10 Newcastle United captains. You will get the chance to reorder his list if you disagree with it. I'll put those into the notes as well. We'll be back next week with an introducing episode to Nick Pope. We've also got another episode of the Let's Talk About series where the focus is on Jamal LaSalle. That came out earlier this week, so do 
click that below on your podcast channel if you haven't tuned in already because of course Sven Botman's arrival plays a very big part in Jamal Lasalle's future as always thank you very much for tuning in and head over to chroniclelive.co.uk to keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news.